Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I review a comic book new or old from my collection and rate it on the factors of the cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of 1 to 5. And then I tell you to get it or shred it. This week I'm reading Catwoman number 1, published in 1993 by DC Comics. For the video version of the podcast, head on over to youtube.com slash vmcampos. And if you want to support the show, there's patreon.com slash vmcampos. Now on with the review. All right, so the 90s. Wow, what a time. Now, this was published in 1993. This is after the amazing storyline of the death of Superman and then the reign of the Superman in return. And also, the breaking of the bat. Bane versus Batman and Bane wins. This storyline takes place after that seminal time. Bruce Wayne is not Batman at the time. And so we got a new number one for Catwoman. She previously had her own limited series in 1989 to capitalize on the Batman movie. And of course, Catwoman's been around in the world of Batman since the 40s. Well, now, when she's bad, she's very bad. Catwoman number one. Wow, this is completely the bad girl's craze of the time. It's interesting to think about the history of bad girls, because when we were in the bad girl's time, we knew we were in it. But when did it actually debut? That's a little bit more murky, and that's the subject for another video coming up. Be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to be alerted to that. But anyway, let's check out the book page by page. So first of all, cover art. Jim Ballant is a comic book artist that got super famous working on the Catwoman comic for dozens of issues and then eventually striking out on his own with his Thorn of the Black Rose independent comic. And so his powers are in full display here. A very curvy, very angry Catwoman is featured prominently on the cover. DC knows what they're selling here. Hey, Lady Death, Dawn, Lady Rawhide and the like. Don't forget about the original bad girl, Catwoman. What's also amazing about this cover, see if we can pick it up in the camera, this is an embossed cover. It's cardstock, but embossed. Let's get a close-up. Don't demonetize me, YouTube. This is, a, uh, this is an embossed cover. Catwoman is popping out of the cover. Plus, we've got a little bit of spot color on the cover. Catwoman is shinier than the background. See how the light catches her compared to the background. So yeah, we're in the 90s. We've got a bad girl and we've got a gimmick cover. So of course I've got to give this a 5 out of 5. For the nostalgia, I remember this book getting it at the comic shop in 1993. I was 15 years old, so this was of course perfectly marketed to me. Comic books, action, sexy ladies? Yeah, sign me up. 5 out of 5. Interior art. Alright, so we do have Jim Ballant as penciler. Inker Dick Giordano, who at the time was also a VP of editorial, colorist Buzz Betzer, and letterer Bob Pinaha. And as soon as we open up the book, we have a gorgeous splash page here. Catwoman coming right at you. Someone yelling, it's Catwoman. And the internal dialogue, this is not going the way I planned. So, to be honest, I wish there were more of these full-page splash pages throughout the book. This is the one that really catches your attention. And then besides that, there isn't anything as splashy. What we do have internally is a bit of a standard page layout for 
journeyman comics of the 90s with flourishes of a bit more flashy image comics here and there. So, okay, we do have this big top-wide panel at the beginning to get a nice shot of Catwoman's assets in stealing stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. And then three vertical panels, Catwoman bursting out of the center one, so that's interesting. Then we've got a panel inset with another panel. We've got that effect happening where multiple bits of action are happening at once in one panel. And then some vertical panels. So on the one hand, it is standard big two publishing stuff, but it is tinged with a little bit more modernness and differentness. Here we've got horizontal panels, vertical panels, horizontal panels. So there's a variety of looks. It's mostly white gutters all throughout. They don't really go for anything crazier than that. There's no black gutters, which is often the staple of more of the uh, independent publishers. And as you're seeing here, sometimes the layout might be a little bit busy. There's a lot to tell. It's the first issue. Scenery is done pretty well. This, is a, this looks like a lived-in apartment over here with Selena Kyle and her ward. We got an epic Jim Ballant Batman. Is this one of the few Batmans? that Jim Ballant actually draws. That'd be some cool original art. Extreme close-up. A very uh, interestingly drawn cat. I think Jim is more comfortable with other types of pussy cats than this one. Fun silhouette. Little bit of a melodramatic pose over here. There's a bit of an over-reliance with the open mouth motif that uh, is kind of common in comics sometimes. So that's kind of noticeable. The book is not full of pretty ladies. It's also got Bane, which still trips me out when I see him without his mask. Yep, there's Bane after he broke the bat. He's basically ruling Gotham. And at that time, Catwoman is working for him. So here's a bit of a recap of Bane's origin growing up. This is just a really sad origin. Bane's father got life in prison in this fictional Banana Republic. And then he has to carry out the life sentence. Like, wow, that's brutal. Of course, they experimented on him. He became super strong and vengeful. And of course, I'll take out all my daddy issues on Batman, the number one daddy. So Catwoman is working under the direction of Bane. And she's got a friend, but kind of a double crosser sort of thing. We'll get to that in the plot. But yeah, um, as we're seeing here, it's, yeah, it's 90s stuff. But if you really do analyze it in the variety of panel layout, pretty good anatomy and staging, well, we'll bump it up to a four and a half out of five. There's not enough cheesecake for me in this book. After all, we get a cover that really wants to sell you on what this book is. And then internally, there's not enough of it, I would say. It is a G-rated comic book under the Comics Code Authority. Nothing you're going to find in Jim's own work. But he has fun here and there, pushing the limits of what you can show in a DC comic. So interior art, four and a half out of five. Plot. Well, we've got Joe Duffy as the writer. How many of you in the 90s knew that Joe Duffy was a lady? So here we have a lady writing a lady-focused comic, but with a super male artist. I think that's a fascinating juxtaposition. And so what's the story? It's just really setting up this world where let's follow Catwoman for some amount of issues. She's doing crimes, stealing pretty things, defeating the cops very easily, internal monologue of having doubts and the like. Now here's a, actually a funny piece right here. She's trying to steal these jewels, but she says to herself that she perfectly executed the heist. What could have gone wrong? What tipped off the cops? 
a little mouse bumped into the security button. Really weirdly drawn mouse. But that's kind of a funny plot point there. We get this great sense of action at the very beginning, punctuated with a little bit of comedy. Catwoman makes her contact over here with Leopold, some kind of greasy guy here. And he, of course, is in cahoots with Bane, Bane's henchman. What was their names? Bird, Zombie, and Trog. Fun fact, those are the names of 60s bands. And so, yep, Catwoman has to steal stuff but give it all to Bane, and then she'll get a pittance. So there's that conflict that she doesn't want to work for someone else. She goes back to her apartment. I don't remember the storyline at this point, but apparently there's this ward that is hanging out with Catwoman, but doesn't really want to reveal her real name. She has to hide her identity from Bane, of course, or else bad things will happen. Leopold is a smoker. They make a lot of jokes about him smoking. I bet you that his smoking will kill him three issues from now, literally. And so there's background story and complaining about being under Bane's thumb. Although she is sneaky enough to, to keep a trinket or two for herself and give it to her kitty. Side story with Bane. He's got a lot to worry about running Gotham City and he also wants to have full control over Catwoman. So, so he really leans on Leopold to give up the information. Of course he folds. No big surprise there. When you have this hulking brute commanding you, of course you're gonna bend over. We have this Hitman who reminds me of Hitman. Is it Hitman? That was also an extreme 90s DC character. Makes contact so that he sells out the double cross, the sellout, and it's all triple crosses and everything. Something's going down with Catwoman going to go steal some jewels and the like. The Hitman convinces Leopold very well to give up the information. But never mind, this heist is happening. And Catwoman is able to use her feminine wiles in the dark to steal the jewels of this old guy with the girl in the other room. Whoa. She puts on her, her costume way faster than Superman ever could, and she's off. Yep, job well done. Why does Leopold look so guilty? Anyway, the betrayal is complete. Leopold gives the signal. The hitman takes out his amazing 90s gun. <laughs> the cats sense that something's going on. And then the final page, full page spread. Foom, foom, kaboom, explodey, to be continued. Now, if that isn't a way to end the first issue, to have you coming back for issue two, I don't know what is. So plot is interesting enough. There's Catwoman, there's origin stories of Bane and Catwoman's friend. There's introduction of these characters, there's adventure at the very beginning, there's a cliffhanger at the very end. It does what it needs to do. It's an issue number one to catch your attention. Buy it from the newsstand at $1.95 with a foil embossed cover. So the plot does what it needs to do. It introduces this world and then a cliffhanger to have you coming back. So I'll give it a 4.75 out of five. Overall, I think it works. So the enjoyability of it all, well, we've got an amazing gimmick cover. I always love those. You should see my comic collection. I've got a bunch of them. I'm always on the lookout for, for new ones. It's a new number one. It's got a cliffhanger ending to keep you coming back for more. It's got some flashes of really sexy Jim Ballant art. It's got a little bit of humor here and there. It's pretty enjoyable. 4.25 out of 5. To be honest, I really only read maybe the first or second issue. I didn't go that deep into Catwoman, but this is a series that went all the way nearly to 100 issues. So would you get it or shred it? Mm, I'm leaning a little bit towards shred it. It's, it's a trifle. It's 
a snack. This first issue tries to put a lot into it to convince you to keep buying the book, but back in the day, I, I really wasn't too interested in it. Now, what do I know? Again, it went down to 94 issues, so it must have sold enough. It's just that in this early miasma of 90s bad girls, maybe these early books weren't quite worth it. So I wouldn't say that this book is, when she's bad, it's very bad. So for me, I'd really only get this first issue to add it to my collection of 90s bad girls and gimmick covers. And that was my review of Catwoman number one, published in 1993 by DC Comics. Wow, what a trip through memory lane that was. Ah, the 90s, there were something else. Was it really 30 years ago that this comic debuted? Time flies. Tell me about it in the comments. Were you there for the 90s? Did you stan the bad girls craze? What do you think of Jim Balance art? Have you checked out his own independent comic book? Tell me in the comments. Did you watch the video version of the podcast? YouTube.com slash VMCampos. Why imagine Jim Balance art when you can actually see it? And don't forget to become a contributor. Patreon.com slash VMCampos. For $3.33 a month, you keep the channel going, you keep it funded, and you become a part of it. I would really appreciate it. If you can't quite pledge at the moment, no worries. Simply comment, like, share, do all that good stuff. I would really appreciate it. And also give me your own thoughts in the comments. So this has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.